Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, sweet one. Today, I received an email from a man in New York who regrets having broken up with his girlfriend years ago. He said she has moved on with her life, but the thought of what could be still plagues him. I wrote him separately with some advice, but I thought that I would share with you some of my views about the concept of regret. In life and in music, there are four ways to look at regret. The first way to look at regrets can be seen in the song sung by French music artist Edie Piaf in her song which is translated to mean I have no regrets. Or you can allow regrets to haunt your present and prevent you from going forward into the future, such as the song Missing by Everything But The Girl. The third way is sung by Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra, in his song My Way. And the fourth way is in the song You Could Be Happy by Snow Patrol. And so, before I go further, I ask you, which song most defines how you deal with regret? And which do you believe is the most forgiving and nourishing for your soul? If you are the type to follow Edith Piaf and you earnestly believe that you have regrets, then I sadly must say, you either are suppressing emotions or you have not lived. For regrets are a human construct, and all humans are destined to experience regret at some point and to some degree in their life. It is important to accept the fact that you have made through your actions or inactions something for which you regret and from which you can serve as a valuable opportunity from which to guide your next steps. On the opposite side of the spectrum is a song, Missing, where regret consumes you. In the song, the woman keeps walking past her ex-boyfriend's residence, even though he no longer lives there. She is incapable of moving forward with her life, even though she knows he has moved on with his. Her regrets, or the feelings of sadness, of being repentant, or disappointed over an action or an inaction consumes her. She is riddled with pain and sorrow from the loss of a past relationship. 
this too is not healthy for your soul. Your being for nothing to extremes is ever good, neither in denying nor in wallowing in regret. Both emotional states are counter to your healthy emotional state, and both are on either side of the spectrum. Moving more toward the center is a song, My Way. Frank Sinatra has it almost right when he accepts that he has some regrets, but he fails to learn from those mistakes, opting instead to claim that he did what he had to do. End of story. On an aside, this is a song that Frank Sinatra hated. It came from an original French song about a man who was bored with his marriage and it was about to end it. Paul Anka repurposed the song and some of the lyrics to come up with this version that we know and for which Sinatra considered self-indulging. It is a song, You Could Be Happy, that seems to get it right. In the song, the person is remembering their ended relationship and the regrets of things that he had said. He remembers the pain of the failed relationship but has moved on and hopes his ex has as well and is happy. The narrator is only able to move on because he has given himself the time to reflect on the situation and accept the regret and the fact that he cannot change what was said nor bring things back to the way that they were. Acceptance has allowed him to move on and to wish happiness to the other. What is important in this valuable life lesson is that the narrator has engaged in self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. How many times have you heard this word? Less than a dozen, I am sure. Because although we are ready to forgive others for their transgressions, we hardly forgive ourselves. But we must. We must accept that we are human and we need to accept that by being human human emotions will occur sometimes to our joy and other times to our sorrow so you must accept the fact that by being human you will have regrets feelings of sadness over something that you did or failed to do but these feelings should not occupy your mind but rather serve as an opportunity to guide you to a better future. It's like the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. It is how you deal with regret that matters to your mental health. If your regret is something that you can rectify, then you should try. For failing to do so will haunt you into the future. This is why on so many bucket lists, People have not only fun places that they want to visit, but also people that they want to revisit to rectify a wrong. Science has proven the harder you try to intentionally push something back into your head and forget about it, the more it will have a larger impact. For example, a person who feels guilty over flirting with their spouse's best friend may try not to think about it as it is too painful 
to deal with it in the present. But what happens is eventually the brain will push it into the forefront. And when it does, it will become a different entity as memories will change the shape of an event. The person may remember things differently and may fill in gaps with more hurtful actions, such as cheating, that they in reality never did. So for your own health, you must rid your conscious of this regret by dealing with it in the near present. And if you cannot change an action or an inaction, then do not be disappointed or sad. Rather accept that you cannot change the past and that this regret has presented you with a valuable lesson from which will guide you to a better future. Blaming yourself has no positive outcome for you in the present nor in the future. It robs you of self-confidence and wrongly holds onto the reins of your life's journey. And it robs you of the chance for self-forgiveness. We all need to learn to reward ourselves with self-forgiveness. And yes, regrets do create sadness in us. And if it is for a short time, a brief period in which we can reflect back and decide what lessons we will take from that regret, then that is fine. In fact, it is great. We must all experience sadness in our life if we want to truly understand empathy and happiness. Remember, in life there is always a balance. There can be no human happiness without knowing human sadness. There can be no empathy if we do not know what the other is feeling due to our own similar experiences. So if you are battling with the should-have syndrome, then please stop. It is wasted time that occurred a long time ago in a period of history that you could never revisit. So why revisit it in your mind, in your soul? Let it go. Let it go and you will be free. Don't retreat back to the sad road of regret, but rather move forward to hope and inspiration and love. And now, before I continue on with the Leo Tolstoy story of love, I want to take a break for my sponsor. And this sponsor is for my adult audience that is 21 years of age or older. If you do not fall into this category, please rejoin the podcast in 30 seconds for the Leo Tolstoy story. And for those of you 21 or older, this episode is sponsored by Usual Wines at usualwines.com. The wines for a modern drinker age 21 or older. With Usual Wines, each bottle is 6.3 ounces, a heavy pour, or about a glass and a half of wine. No more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle because of a single-serve format and the bottle design. Usual Wines is always fresh. No more flat bubbly or stale rosé. And for those watching your waist, 
The wines are low-carb and have zero grams of sugar. And they have such a great selection. Usual Wines has a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. They also have the 83-calorie Usual Spritz that's made of sparkling wine and guava juice. Go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code STORIES for $8 off your first order and try your first glass Unusual Wines. Welcome back. I hope I have everyone still with me. And now I would like to continue on with Leo Tolstoy's The Love. The woman went away with the girls. Michael rose from the bench and put down his work and took off his apron. Then bowing low to Simon and his wife, he said, Farewell, masters. God has forgiven me. I ask your forgiveness, too, for anything done amiss. And they saw that a light had shone from Michael. And Simon rose and bowed down to Michael and said, I see, Michael, that you are no common man, and I can neither keep you nor question you. Only tell me this. How is it that when I found you and brought you home, you were gloomy, and when my wife gave you food, you smiled at her and became brighter? Then when the gentleman came to order the boots, you smiled again and became brighter still. And now when this woman brought the little girls, you smiled a third time and have become as bright as day. Tell me, Michael, why does your face shine so? And why did you smile at these three times? And Michael answered, Light shines for me because I have been punished, but now God has pardoned me. And I smiled three times because God sent me to learn the truth, and I have learned them. One, I learned when your wife pitied me, and that is why I smiled the first time. The second time I learned when the rich man ordered the boots, and then I smiled again. And now, when I saw those little girls, I learned that the third and the last truth, and I smiled the third time. And Simon said, Tell me, Michael, what did God punish you for, and what were the three truths that I too may know them? And Michael answered, God punished me for disobeying him. I was an angel in heaven and disobeyed God. God sent me to fetch a woman's soul. I flew to earth and saw a sick woman lying alone who had just given birth to twin girls. They moved feebly at their mother's side, but she could not lift them to her breast. When she saw me, she understood that God had sent me for her soul, and she wept and said, Angel of God, my husband has just been buried, killed by a falling tree. I have neither sister nor aunt nor mother, no one to care for my orphans. Do not take my soul. Let me nurse my babies, feed them, and set them on their feet before I die. Children cannot live without their father or mother. And I hearkened to her. I placed one child at her breast and gave the other into her arms and returned to the Lord in heaven. I flew to the Lord and said, I could not take the soul of the mother. Her husband was killed by a tree, 
and the woman has twins and prays that her soul may not be taken. She says, let me nurse and feed my children and set them on their feet. Children cannot live without their father or mother. I have not taken her soul. And God said, go take the mother's soul and learn three truths. Learn what dwells in man, what is not given for man, and what men live by. When thou hast learned these things, thou shalt return to heaven. And so I flew again to earth, and I took the mother's soul. The babies dropped from her breast, and her body rolled over onto the bed and crushed the baby, twisting its leg. I rose above the village, wishing to take her soul to God. But a wind seized me, and my wings dropped off. Her soul rose above to God while I fell to earth by the roadside. And Simon and Matronia understood why it was that he had lived with them, and whom they had clothed and fed, and they wept with awe and with joy. And the angel said, I was alone in the field naked, I had never known human needs, cold and hunger, till I became a man. I was famished and frozen, and did not know what to do. I saw near the field, I was in a shrine built for God, and I went there hoping to find shelter. But the shrine was locked, and I could not enter. So I sat down behind the shrine to shelter myself at least from the wind. Evening drew on and I was hungry and frozen and in pain. Suddenly I heard a man coming along the road, and he carried a pair of boots and was talking to himself. For the first time since I became man, I saw the mortal face of a man, and his face seemed to terrify me, and I turned from it. And I heard the man talking to himself of how to cover his body from the cold in the winter, and how to feed his wife and his children, and I thought, I am perishing of cold and hunger, and here is a man thinking only of how to clothe himself and his wife, and how to get bread for themselves. He cannot help me. When the man saw me, he frowned, and he became still more terrible, and passed by on the other side. I despaired, but suddenly I heard him coming back, and I looked up, and I did not recognize the man before. I had seen death in his face, but now he was alive, and I recognized in him the presence of God. He came up to me, clothed me, and took me with him, and brought me to his home. I entered the house, and a woman came to meet me, and began to speak. The woman was still more terrible than the man had been. The spirit of death came from her mouth. I could not breathe for the stench of death that spread around her. She wished to drive me out into the cold, and I knew that if she did, that she would die. Suddenly her husband spoke to her of God, and the woman changed at once. And when she brought me food and looked at me, I glanced at her and saw that death no longer dwelt in her, and she had become alive, and in her too I saw God. And then I remembered the first lesson that God had sent me. Learn what dwells in man. And I understood that in man dwells love. I was glad that God had already begun to show me what he had promised. 
and I smiled for the first time. But I had not yet learnt it all. I did not yet know what it was to be given to men and what men lived by. I lived with you, and a year passed, and a man came to order boots that should wear for a year without losing shape or cracking. And I looked at him, and suddenly behind his shoulder I saw my comrade, the angel of death. None but me saw the angel, but I knew him, and I knew that before the sun set that he would take the rich man's soul. And I thought to myself, the man is making preparations for a year and does not know that he will be dead before evening. And I remembered God's second saying, Learn what is not given to man. What dwells in man I already knew. Now I learned what it is. It is not given to man to know his own needs. And I smiled for the second time. I was glad to have seen my comrade angel, glad also that God had revealed to me the second saying. But I still did not know it all. I did not know what men lived by. And I lived on, waiting till God should reveal to me the last lesson. In the sixth year came the girl twins with the woman, and I recognized the girls and heard how they had been kept alive. Having heard this story, I thought, their mother besought me for the children's sake, and I believed her when she said the children could not live without father or mother, but a stranger has nursed them and has brought them up. And when the woman showed her love for the children that were not her own and wept over them, I saw in her the living God and understood what men live by, and I knew that God had revealed to me the last lesson and forgiven my sin. And then I smiled for the third time. And the angel's body was bared, and he was clothed in light so that the eye could not look on him. And his voice grew louder, and though it came not from him, but from heaven above. And the angel said, I have learnt that all men live not by care for themselves, but by love. If it was not given to the mother to know what her children needed for their life, nor was it given to the rich man to know what he himself needed, not is it given to any man to know whether when evening comes he will need boots for his body or slippers for his corpse. I remained alive when I was a man, not by care of myself, but because love was present in a passerby, and because he and his wife pitied and loved me. The orphans remained alive, not because of their mother's care, but because there was love in the heart of a woman, a stranger to them, who pitied and loved them. And all men lived not by the thought they spent on their own welfare, but because love exists in man. I knew before that God gave life to men and desires that they should live. Now I understood more than that. I understand that God does not wish them to live apart, and therefore he does not reveal to them what each one of them needs for himself, but he wishes them to live united and therefore reveals to each of them what is necessary for all. I have now understood that though it seems to men that they live by care for themselves, in truth it is love alone by which they live. He who has loved is in God, and God 
is in him, for God is love. And the angel sang praise for God, so that the hut trembled at his voice. The roof opened, and a column of fire rose from the earth to heaven. Simon and his wife and children fell to the ground. Wings appeared upon the angel's shoulders, and he rose into heaven. And when Simon came to himself, the hut stood as before, and there was no one in it but his own family. This is such a beautiful story, and it is so true. We are about love, love for ourselves, love for those who are close to us, and love for strangers. Please think of how you can give love to another, how you can help another to have a happier and better life. Please think of a way to give and keep that giving going. And for now, sleep well. Good night.